Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian LaFermento, and this is an episode that I've been so excited about once we line today's guest up, because not only is she a fellow podcaster, but she is incredible at what she does, and her work is really profound and important for all of us as entrepreneurs, because she has a concept called the GSD factor. That is her business, which stands for Get I'm going to say stuff done, but Misha's going to bring the heat. She's going to give you the full-on energy behind her brand. But it's all about six traits that when you can leverage these six traits, it will transform your life and help you get more stuff done. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Misha Blameyer farish She is the founder and author of The GSD Factor, where she's committed to sharing her passion and life motto of GSD, get stuff done with readers, podcast listeners, and clients. The The GSD Factor Life consists of those six attributes that, when activated, ignite a transformation in professional and personal lives to help others achieve the success they've been aspiring to, which I know for 100% of you listeners, it's going to make you say, okay, I need these six traits. Tell me these six traits, which Misa is going to do here today. She's also the founder of Etymology Consulting, where she and her team partner with clients to identify, innovate, and implement strategic changes throughout their organizations to advance their growth and opportunities. Misha is passionate about being an advocate for the undervoiced, mentoring the next generation of business leaders across all industries, and empowering those who need professional direction and clarity. She's honestly amazing. I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview today with Misha Blameyer Farish. All right, Misha, I'm so excited that you're here. I know you're going to bring the heat today. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me. It's an honor to be here. Heck yes. Obviously, I tease listeners a little bit about how excited I am for today's episode, but take them beyond the bio. What's your short backstory of how the heck you ended up doing all these awesome things that you've gotten into? Oh, I love the story behind the bio, Brian. So, you know, over my career, I provided that unique perspective that pairs that logistical understanding with that innovative vision casting and that has developed and shifted organizations to achieve real results and impact. And yes, GSD, get stuff done. And I've cultivated that over my 20 years of experience in insurance and financial services. But it all started in sales and marketing. And I loved that art of storytelling. And I wanted to quickly bring that into the operations and technology space. The technology world is a lot of times the catalyst for change and the catalyst for transformations but they don't always necessarily do a great job of explaining why or sharing the reasons why. And so over the course of my career, I've helped do that across the world. I've built and led sales teams from the ground up, consulted for some of the largest retail brands, guided organizations in their digital transformations, partnered with the world, some of the world's largest CRM organizations for over a decade and disrupted the insurance sector in the U.S., as head of technology in the year of 2020. But you know, what is really my passion, Brian, is being that advocate for the undervoice and mentoring that next generation of business leaders across all industries and empowering those that need that professional direction and clarity. But it didn't start at my career. It actually started before my career. And the GSC Factor lifestyle is a lifestyle of six attributes, as you shared. And those attributes are be confident, be inquisitive, be imaginative, be present, be resilient, and be influential. And when we 
activate all those attributes, it ignites that transformation in both our personal and professional lives. And this started for me at such a young age, Brian. At the age of nine, my dad took me to an international book fair conference and equipped me with networking and introducing myself and talking about the story. And then a few years later, it, my life had its first big pivot. I um, ended up having a life-threatening disease and all of a sudden, everything came back into perspective. And so through the course of my journey as a child and a teenager and then into my career, I have carried these attributes with me and it has given me life lessons and nuggets such as we can learn something from everything. We can learn what to do, what not to do. We can live that life with open hands because you never know what needs to flow out and what's going to flow in. And all of these things are part of the GSD factor life. And I believe they're all within us. Sometimes they just need to be reactivated. Yes. Gosh, Misha, I love that overview. I love the energy you bring when you talk about all of these things. I don't want to waste any time today. I want to get straight into those six attributes because hearing that not only are they six attributes that you focus on with the nature of the work that you do, but gosh, I love hearing the background to it, that these have played such a crucial role in your own life, not just your career. And so with that in mind, Misha, we're going to talk about these six attributes a lot today. And, and here's the thing that I want to call out at the top of today's episode is that it sounds easy. So much of this stuff sounds easy to have imagination, to be present, to have resilience. Of course, these are things that we all want, but obviously, gosh, do we mess them up along the way so often in life. So Misha, I want to hear your perspective on why these six traits, and then obviously these six traits are very important, but I want you to speak to that because a lot of listeners are going to be thinking it is that, well, yeah, but I mess this up. I don't have confidence. I, I sometimes am not resilient. Sometimes I quit on things. So why those six things? And then, quite frankly, because they're so, quote unquote, easy, why do we mess them up so often? <laughs> Such a great question. And I think when we're looking at these attributes and we're looking at our lives, the first and foremost thing we have to remember is our life is progress not perfection, right? And I can say this as a recovering perfectionist, you know, these are these, these attributes are with us. Sometimes they are activated and sometimes they're a little more muted and that's because of life circumstances or whatever season we're in. I, Brian, I talk about the fact that we have seasons of being and we have seasons of doing and people think, oh, you're the GSD lady. You are constantly getting stuff done that you're always doing and that's actually far from the truth. What is so important is that in order to have those very successful seasons of doing, we have to have those seasons of being. And so when I look at these attributes, um, you know, sometimes they're all activated and sometimes they're not. You know, life and the universe brings around circumstances for us and sometimes we need to activate all of them and sometimes we don't and that's okay. It's being present and having that self-awareness of where am I at in this journey today? Where do I want to go in the future? And what are the tools that I can do to get there? And so when we think about that, be confident. It's that power of knowing your true authentic self, 
And you're leading with that confident assertiveness. When you're thinking about being inquisitive, it's always learning. It's knowing you're not the smartest person in the room, but you're able to mobilize the right team, but you're also able to surround yourself with those people that will lift you up and guide you. When we're being imaginative, it's that determination to dream big and never be satisfied and living that life of what I like to call an innovating solutionist. Being present is that willingness to keep showing up and doing something and living that attitude, like I said, of progress and not perfection. And then with being resilient, it's that choice to persevere, that deep that digging deep and that turning life's negatives into positives, looking at a glass life with a glass half full. And then finally, that be influential. It's saying, I am here. I want to lead. I'm going to look towards the future. And so again, there's times and journeys and chapters in our lives where we need all of it, or we just need some of it. And no, and meeting yourself where you are in that moment is the most important thing as you are activating, reactivating, and living your GSD factor life. Yeah, gosh, I really love that distinction that you just painted for us, which is it's not a case of getting all six of these simultaneously. It's one, being aware. I think that that's such a core part of what you just shared with us is the awareness really kickstarts this entire journey. But then two, figuring out, hey, what is it that I need to be? What is it that I need to leverage? What is it that is going to serve me in this exact moment of time? So Misha, with that in mind, I feel like we kind of have to start at that awareness level. How do we even start becoming aware of this stuff? Is it taking inventory of our lives? Is it taking inventory of ourselves? Is it taking inventory of all the excuses we have of why we don't get stuff done? How do we even start this path? I'm so glad you asked this because I'm going to bring it into a corporate view and then it will be able to help us in our personal lens, right? So from a corporate perspective, when we're working with our clients, we come in and we say, what is the current state of things? And then we facilitate these dream big sessions to say, what is that future state? And then what is that roadmap to get there? Because how do I know where I want to go if I don't know where I am today? And so part of that sitting with yourself and being self-aware and reflective and getting clear on what you're good at and what you're not good at and finding that team. We talk about in the GSC Factor Life of having that GSC Factor clan. That's that personal group of people that are going to uplift you, surround you. Could be a spiritual member, a mental health member, a physical member, etc. But then also surrounding yourself with that insiders board. That's your professional team. That's your team that's going to hold you accountable. That's going to be your your visionaries, your execution, um, your executioners from how do you really get that stuff done. And so when you're starting that that discovery of figuring out where am I today? Where do I want to be? And what's that roadmap to get there? All of a sudden, it really starts to become clear. But some of us struggle to dream big for ourselves. We struggle to dream big for our organizations or our teams. And so really having that team that's surrounding you is so critical and important. And one of the exercises that I just love to have my clients and my um, mentees do is to write their future selves a letter and say, okay, this is where I 
am today, this is where I want to be. And it could be in a year, it could be in three years, it could be in 10 years. But write yourself a letter and say, this is where I really want to be. And then check in with that letter on a regular cadence because it's a form of accountability. And it's saying, you know what, I'm not very confident right now, but I want to be confident. Or I'm not being present right now, but I want to be more present. And as you look at that work-life family integration, all of it starts to come together and you can see how easily you go from that professional look at you can look at your company your business your um, team in that way but now you can also take that same lens and that same self-awareness and reflection or to my agile project managers out there you have those retrospects to look internally and say all right this is where I'm at this is where I want to be how am I going to get there and taking that lens of I can learn something Something from everything maybe it's a podcast maybe it's social media maybe it's a research or maybe it's going to a networking event or recently I just went to TEDx Nashville women's um, day summit and it was amazing and inspiring and so we can learn something from everything we can even learn from our families and our tiny humans and so taking that stock and saying looking at our work-life family integration, taking stock of where I am today, where I want to be, and then building out that roadmap for yourself to say, this is how I'm going to get there and how I'm going to get stuff done. Yes, Misha. Amen to all of that. It leads me to, I'm so excited because it's something that I've been talking a lot about in 2023. And now I get to put you on the spot because I think you're going to have such an interesting perspective and vantage point about what I'm about to raise. But what I've been talking about so much this year is the concept of someone being natural at something. Because I get it all the time where people are like, oh, you're such a naturally good podcaster or interviewer. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Go listen to episode one. I was absolutely terrible. For me, it's just been a course of reps. And Misha, when we hear you talk about these six traits, like I'm going to pick on inquisitiveness, for example, because that's one that for sure I leverage in my day-to-day life. It's why I love sitting in coffee shops and talking to strangers because I'm naturally curious. And, And see, there it is. Like so often colloquially in society, we use that term naturally. So Misha, to some people who are sitting there and and saying you with your Nashville self and all of your energy that it's probably natural for you to be confident. What's your comeback to that? Because a lot of people want to dismiss it and say, well, I just, that's not me. I wasn't born that way. I'm not inquisitive. I'm not confident. How do you handle that? Because obviously you and I know that these things are all practice. It's all reps, but how do we bring that out in ourselves as individuals? I think what you what you landed on was the fact that we have to practice. Everything's a muscle, right? Whether it's our confidence, whether it's our inquisitiveness of asking questions without judgment and just wanting to learn. But I think with being confident, to your point, right? I've had a, my podcast for two years now. Go listen to my first one, right? Um, we have to start somewhere, and we have to make those little progress steps, those little those steps forward, and being a technology solutionist as I am and having worked with companies around the world, it's the same concept of I don't have to deliver the end product or the end result right away. I need to deliver that MVP. I need to deliver that first thing. I need to try. I need to fail fast and I need to try again because through trying and failing fast and trying again, it gives us that chance to pause, reevaluate, 
pivot and relaunch. And the faster we fail, the faster we're going to, we're going to get through it. And that was one of the things that my dad instilled in me was you, as you're talking to people and sharing the story and selling things and talking about whatever it is that you are talking about, you um, have to get through those no's to get to the yeses. And I think as we practice and work that muscle, we gain more confidence. And with my clients that really struggle in the confidence world, I want them to do role play. I want them to practice in the mirror. I want them to find those trusted advisors that they can sit down and talk to and say, I need to practice my introduction. You know, my son actually started a new preschool today. And so before he went off, I said to him, all right, we're going to practice you introducing yourself and you're going to make eye contact and you're put your hand out there and you're going to shake it. And he was so excited. He's four years old and he was ready to go. And sure enough, he walked in, he took a deep breath, he looked at me and he said, I'm a little nervous, but I got this mom. And he walked in, put his hand out there and said, hi, my name is, and the place erupted with applause. And so I think as we practice that and we start it young, or if you're starting it later in life, that's okay too. But it's saying finding those places that we can fail fast, try again, and continue to practice. It's just like a muscle when you are when you are an athlete and when you're or when you're embarking on a new health journey. Where we start and when we finish, there's so many beautiful steps, and those steps should be celebrated. So when you do you have that first coffee or when you go to that first conference or you have that first meeting that you are exuding confidence, celebrate it. Be present in that moment. Celebrate your accomplishment and said, you know what? Three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, I couldn't have done that, but I am doing this today. And now I'm going to go on to the next thing and the next thing. Yes, Misha, there's nothing like a good four-year-old to really put life into perspective. My niece and nephew, they just turned six, they're twins, and so often the way that they look at the world, the things that they say, I'm like, gosh, we complicate things as adults. They have such a pure way of, they also feel their emotions and they're not ashamed. They haven't been coached into suppressing those things just yet. So I love that real life story about your son. Yes, huge kudos to him for just going for it. That is such a good story. And I also love the fact that you gave us some real life examples of practicing confidence, stepping in the mirror and saying it. I can't tell you, Misha, I'm sure you can relate to this. I've never said this and listeners will probably like it. How many times I've hit record on the video camera and then I just like freeze. In those early days, I would just stare at the lens. And sometimes I would talk to myself and I'd be like, gosh, why did I hit record? I wasn't ready to hit record. Gosh, I'm just going to stand here and I'm just going to work my way through it. And that's what I would did. And, and that's exactly yeah. how I got into it, which Misha, obviously, Obviously, we're talking about confidence here, but I want to I want to push you because I think that you probably have so much brilliance behind each of these traits. What are some of these ways that we can practice inquisitiveness, imagination, presence? I want to hear your practical examples for each of these. Absolutely. So we've really talked about confidence, but one thing I do want to mention with confidence is utilizing our voice. Both my kids are in martial arts and my daughter at the age of four went to her first karate lesson and her sensei said to her, your voice is your strongest weapon. And she came home and was like, mom, wait for it. And I think that as adults, we have forgotten that our voice is our strongest weapon. And so as we are being confident, sometimes it is just speaking a little louder and taking a breath and saying, 
hear me, see me. And it's sometimes just that little bit of, I'm going to raise my volume just a little bit more that now raises the energy in the room and it raises your confidence level. When we think about being inquisitive, right? It's asking those questions. Um, my husband and I love Ted, Ted Lasso and he talks about, um, you know, asking questions and being curious and not judgmental. And I think so much in our society today is around, we've got to just ask the questions and we need to, we want to learn. We need to learn something from everything and saying, looking at every situation in life and going, what can I learn from this? Maybe I'm learning what to do, or maybe I'm learning what not to do. And being able to look at life with that lens and that glass half full approach is life changing. I think in today's society, it's so important for us to be surrounded by positivity and to exude positivity, to raise our tiny humans with positivity. But being curious is saying, I'm respecting you because I want to learn about you and I want to learn from you, right? And it's that humility to say, I am not the smartest person in the room, but I know how to mobilize the right people. And I know how to find those people that are going to be part of my clan or be part of my insiders board. And it's saying, I want to learn something from you and learn something from everyone. And then when we think about being imaginative, it's that dreaming big, it's never being satisfied. You know, my, you know, uh, my my grandfather was part of the Air Force and part of the race to the moon. And so learning, um, you know, having has spent so many years with him and learning about all of the different struggles that the U.S. had and how, you know, President John F. Kennedy said, we are going to the moon and we are doing it, in, you know, within this decade. And, you know, the Air Force and NASA saying, we don't have the technology today. We don't have the people today, but we're going to get this stuff done. And being able to try and fail fast and try again. And sure enough, with only six months left in that decade, Brian, we landed on the moon. And having those stories shared with us, almost like bedtime stories, and being able to say, there's a square peg in a round hole. Literally, we don't know how this is going to work. We don't have the technology today. How that has transformed my own life is when, you know, I was head of technology during COVID in an insurance space that only could do enrollments in person. And as we all remember, we couldn't be in person. And so saying, looking at my team and, and motivating them and saying, we have a square peg in a round hole. How are we going to dynamically transform this? And it's saying, put all those barriers aside and put, and don't think about how was something designed to do. Think about what it can do. And then as we think about being present, again, I've talked about those seasons of being and seasons of doing. It's saying, whoever I'm with in that moment, whether it's my family, my friends, my colleagues, I want to be present. I want to put away those distractions. I want to um, be truly present with them. And, you know, my kids know that, you know, if the phone, you know, when the phone goes away, it's, it is mommy time and it is me and watching them either in their sports or at the family dinner table. But it's also important with our teams. When you have those meetings, when you have those conversations in the coffee shop, put that phone away for a few minutes. 
put that do, do not disturb on because being present and having that eye contact and having that moment to make that soul mind connection is so important, especially in this world where we're craving that networking, we're craving those relationships and we're craving just being in good company. And then when we think about resiliency, it's saying, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to dig deep. You know, as a mom to two tiny humans, I, you know, unfortunately had to walk through some, some very challenging situations as being a woman in the workplace and pregnant. And, you know, those situations, as I was walking them out each and every day, I said, I am walking out my story. I am walking out my story, not for myself, but for my daughter. I'm walking out this story right now to share with other women that so they know they're not alone in the work in the workplace and in having those discrimination cases against them and being able to say, I'm going to turn every life negative into a positive. And let me tell you, Brian, when you are in those situations and you are digging deep, it drives people crazy. And I am here for it because that resiliency is all fired up. And it's saying, again, with that confidence, I am here, see me, hear me. I'm not going anywhere. And then finally, it's saying, I want to be that influential leader. I want to be that person that is leading that team. I want to be that person that is within my family and leading us to leading us to greatness and great things. And it's saying, let's bring that next generation with us. Let's train our tiny humans on how to be kind and be respectful and be loving. You know, Brian, both of my kids, unfortunately, have been bullied. And so, you know, my husband and I have taught them resilience and confidence as they have handled these situations. But then my husband and I have activated that be influential so we can make changes. And we've been able to make changes changes in those school districts and been able to make changes at you know within those groups and those communities for the better because you know not all of us are GSD parents and that's okay but it's saying hey I want to help you even if you are the bully or even if you are the bully's family I want to help you on to improve you because I want you to be a better human now so that you can be a better adult human and when it's when we're living those lives and living those different experiences it's saying taking a breath and going what attribute do I need to learn in this moment what act what is what attribute is the universe offering to me that is saying I need you to work this muscle today just like our workouts Brian we have you know we have our arm days we have our ab days we have our leg days it's the same thing with the GSD factor life it's saying what attribute do I need to work on today to be able to propel me to that future self that I want to strive to be Yes, Misha, gosh, I knew that you were going to rock today, but gosh, did you bring the heat in all of these six attributes? And I really want to call something out about your work that genuinely it stands out so much to me. And that is, I love that you brought up us landing on the moon and JFK's moonshot speech. It's also, it's awesome to hear how it's a part of your story's upbringing and it's, it's deep rooted in your psyche for my own family as well. My mom's family immigrated to the United States in 1969. And in one of my mom's earliest memories as a new American is seeing us land on the moon. And it showed so much of what's possible, things that we could have never dreamed of. Even today, it seems far-fetched. When I look at the moon, I'm like, 
we sent human beings to the moon? Like, that's incredible. And I always think about Seth Godin's work where Seth Godin says that it's more dangerous to fly low and to dream low than it is to dream big and to fly higher. And so it's going to be a silly analogy that I'm about to paint, but it's a real life example of how I feel. This is when I got into drone photography. So at first, it's scary to see your drone, you know, 400 feet up in the air. But so you want to fly it low. So I would be flying around 75 feet. And this is when I was living in Los Angeles. Well, the problem is there's a lot of stuff that low in the sky. There's electrical wires, there's buildings. It's actually safer to fly high. And Misha, what I hear about in your work is you don't talk about a 10% increase in these things. You talk about transformation. You talked about disrupting industries. Talk to us about that nature of it. Cause we've all heard the quotes of like, you know, if you aim for the moon, if, as, if you miss, you'll at least be among the stars or something like that. I got that quote wrong, but I want to hear your perspective about this. Cause it's obviously something you've grown into and it's such a part of the way you view the world. What is it about this thinking big? Where did this come from for you and how does it manifest in business and in life? You know, I think from, again, from my early days and my family, right, we have always looked at something and said, why do we do it in this way? Why do we, you know, and so many times people have said and to me and to my family and to my ancestors, well, that's always how it's been done. And the way we're wired and the way we've always thought is, but we can make it better and we can improve it. And we can always, um, let's be that innovating solutionist. Let's be that first. Let's, um, it may not make us popular and it may not make us, um, you know, the, it may not make us the most popular person in the, in the class or in the organization, but we are striving to be better. And it's saying, I'm not going to be complacent. It's saying, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to push my team. I'm going to push society. Maybe I'm pushing um, the way people think of things. And so, um, you know, my dad was an innovator in his own right in that he led, um, you know, he trailblazed the work in the international Christian music and publishing world and built out a di- an international distribution network that is still running today. And he did that in the 80s, right? When there were before computers and, but he built it on relationships and he said, there isn't something there today, so we're gonna do it today. And, um, you know, being able to be surrounded by, um, by my dad, by my uncle, who was the former athletic director at Boise State University. He is the father of the blue field and being able to say, well, why are all fields great? Let's have a blue field. Let's be different. Let's think outside the box. And then as I have taken those different experiences and being surrounded again by these, you know, by these bedtime stories, if you will, and saying, what can I do that's different? And one of the examples I'll give you is my hat, right? I love my hat. It's a Gigi Pip hat. I'm actually a Gigi Pip ambassador. But what I loved about this hat was, it was, it was different, but the inside says to the woman who wears many hats, and which I do, Brian, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not one flavor. I have, I have lots of flavors going, but what was really important to me was I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be different. I wanted to use my voice. And so being in the insurance space and the technology space, you know, there's a lot that has, uh, well, this is how it's always been, and this is how we act, and this is how we do things. And I've always been that little bit of fire, that little bit of spice that says, but why? And why couldn't we think about things differently? And so, for example, 
I wear my hat anytime I'm um, at a conference, anytime I'm at a meeting, anytime I'm representing GSD Factor. And it's now become part of who I am. And people have come up to me at conferences and at summits and said, you have the confidence to wear this when no one else is wearing a hat. And um, in the insurance space, there's a fellow, there's um, another fellow hat wearer and Tony Kanyas. And so he and I always find each other because A, it's easy to find us because we're wearing the hats. And so we've always talked about it. it's just part of the conversation. It's part of the story. It's part of that icebreaker with people. But on the tech side, there is no one wearing a hat. And so as I go to events, whether I've been to Dreamforce, whether I've been to um, girls in tech conferences or anything, I'm always wearing my hat and people go, I can always find you. And what's been really fun now, Brian, is is that as I go to other conferences, you know, there's a lot of overlap, especially within the insure tech space. People go, you're the hat lady from that conference. You're the hat lady from this insurance conference and whatever it is. And so the fact is, is that I am oftentimes the only one wearing a hat depending on where I'm at, but that's who I am. And it's saying, just because no one else is doing it, why can't I do it? And I think that that is really that crux of being able to say, you know what, I want to dream big. I want to push the boundaries. I want to think bigger and broader. And why not? Why can't we? Yes, amen to that. Misha, I know that every single listener, all of us with that entrepreneurial trait, we want to be different. We are different. We know that about ourselves. Whether you are already a fully-fledged entrepreneur or you're a wantrepreneur, that wantrepreneurship phase means that you've got this inside of you. So Misha, for you to come on here today and to really spread that message with us and give us permission to be different, I think it's such an essential part of every entrepreneur's journey. So gosh, do I love that? I'll tell you what, not only did I know that you bring the heat here today, but I also knew that time would feel like it has flown by and it absolutely has. So listeners, stick around for just a couple more minutes because Misha actually has a podcast of her own. So if you want more of this, time is not running out today. You can get a whole lot of Misha. But before we get there and we talk about your podcast, your book, all the awesome stuff that you're up to, I want to give you the hard part of this episode here today, which is to summarize a key takeaway for listeners, because listeners could be early on in their entrepreneurial journey. They could be experienced entrepreneurs and you work with enterprise level businesses. You work with small business owners. Misha, what's your big takeaway? Having talked about all these big topics that we got into today, the six traits that help us get stuff done, all of that. What's the one thing you hope every listener takes to heart and implements in their lives after our conversation today? Well, I think what it is, Brian, is I want you to be self-aware and I want you to take time with yourself and figure out and reflect what you want to do, what you're good at, maybe what you're not good at, and dream big for yourself. Think about, you know, take away all of the logic and understanding and practicality and sit there and think like a child, right? You, we talked about it earlier. When we, when we are children, we don't have as much baggage. We don't have any, as many learned experiences. And so what I really want the listeners to do today is go, I want to take a moment and I want to dream big for myself. And I really want them to write that future letter to themselves. Because when you start to see things on paper or on a whiteboard, it all of a sudden starts to manifest itself. And all of a sudden, it starts to bring that hope 
hope and it starts to bring that drive. And sometimes it's that perseverance that we need to see on that, on that rough day, but really start to think about where you are today, where you want to be in the future and really start to dream big. That's my biggest takeaway today. Yes, something that will serve every single one of us. Misha, you had me at whiteboard because I'll tell you what, there is something so strong about that. When you put pen to paper or a whiteboard, for you it becomes real and I feel that. Things that I write, I do it every single week because I'm just like, what's going to serve me this week? And it's the whiteboard I look at every single day and it's that intentionality and that repetition that really sticks with us. So really good advice there. Go ahead, Misha. Yes, yes, and with that, Brian, because I am a whiteboarder and my kids have whiteboards in their rooms. That was the approach that I took when I wrote the first book, right? And that was the, I wanted there to be a place for people to write. Literally, there are pages that say a space to dream big, but there are journal prompts and you can also join the community, the hub, we call it within LinkedIn. And there's digital versions of those journal prompts. But what we heard from readers, Brian, after that was, it was, it was like its own little mini therapy session. People loved that practicality of reading and then writing. So we went bigger and said, let's do a workbook. And so now we have a teen workbook and we have an adult workbook that comes out actually in the next four weeks because it is that intentionality and saying, let's put it on paper. Let's manifest it. Let's see it. Let's remind ourselves. And so I think that those just goes alongside those practical tools and saying, I want to be more GSD-like. I want to live that GSD factor life with confidence, inquisitiveness, imagination, presence, resilience, and influence, but I don't know how. And so now these books and these workbooks are the tools to help you get there. Yes, Misha, it's such an easy and natural segue now because you, honestly, I wanted to tell listeners so much about that because, and I'm going to stress it from my end as well, is that not only do you have a podcast where people can get more of this, you're in season two of your show, awesome interviews that you do where you also share your insights and perspectives. You have that book, you have the workbook. I didn't know about the adult version of it, but the teen version is already live for all of you parents who want to be a part of this transformation. You've heard, Misha, I really think that you and I, did so much justice and appreciation for our families. Clearly the way that we were raised and the lessons that were imparted from our parents, from our grandparents, here we are. It's it's showing itself in today's session. So I just want to call that out and, and express deep gratitude for both of us. We're very fortunate, Amen. Misha, in how we grew up. So yeah, from the book to the podcast, to the workbooks, to all the awesome stuff that's on your website, as far as the services that you offer, drop those links on us. Where should listeners go to continue this conversation? gsdfactor.com Yes. So everyone who's tuning in, you already know how easy we like to make it for you. Misha's website is GSD. Get stuff done factor.com gsdfactor.com so wherever it is that you're tuning in scroll right on down from that one website misha makes it so easy to find all these awesome resources as well as dive deeper into the services that she offers these six traits the book the podcast all that good stuff so misha listeners should definitely head on over to gsdfactor.com otherwise on behalf of myself and all the listeners thanks so much for joining us today on the entrepreneur to entrepreneur podcast 
Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to thewantrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.